Hello everyone, welcome to our second episode of Is It Really Worth Talking About? Um, last week I told you that this episode was going to be on the importance of people around us. However, we recorded that one, uh, listened back and we weren't the biggest fans. So this week's one is going to be on assumptions. Um, but yes, we hope you enjoy it just as much as the first one. Uh, we've had some lovely, lovely comments. So thank you very much for those. Um, there'll be more information at the end of the podcast about how you could start following us and getting in contact with us. But please enjoy this one. Thank you. So I'm Lee. I'm Ria. I'm Marley. Number one, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not very good at like doing things for me. It's going to take us about two weeks to learn it. Would I want to go to him if I wanted to hug absolutely not? Actually, give yourself a bit of a break. <laughs> mayonnaise, better out of a jar. I've been overruled, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode three of. Is it really worth talking about? <laughs> Is it really worth talking about? Oh, yeah! <laughs> Thank you for that. Are you trying to steal the limelight from me, Ria? <laughs> you want my jingle? <laughs> oh, I think you've had a lot, lot of the limelight, Marley, with your voice being the star of the show. I thought... Don't hate the player, hate the game, right? You can carry a tune. me. <laughs> God. How are we, guys? I'm just going to say about my jab. My arm is actually really killing me now. Just in the last 10 minutes, even more so. Even more? Yeah. I don't want to keep hearing so about it. So I've just had my second jab today. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I'm really feeling it already. Do you feel like today. you've got the COVID symptoms yet? No, not yet. Although I'm starting to get a bit warm, but I don't know whether that's just normal. But she hurt me today. I wasn't happy. Oh. She was, like, she was nice, but then I was saying to Marley, like, the, the nurse next to her was really, really lovely. <coughs> At one point, I just asked a question. She turned around, put her hand on my shoulder and was like, don't worry about it, lovely. Don't worry about it. Oh, that's nice. And I was like, oh, thanks. Just yeah, sure. And I got a sticker. Should have turned around and said, COVID, don't touch me. Social <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> distancing, please. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so just had my jab, so hopefully, so the next 24 hours is going to be interesting. So your you're, yeah, you're now fully vaccinated against COVID. Well, not yet. But it's only 95%, isn't it, or something, Jazz? More uh, protected than me. Yeah, that's true. When's your first? I'm not even asked yet. Uh, you've had your first, Marley. I, I had my first yesterday, so there were some symptoms. <laughs> Did not enjoy them, but I'm all right today. Although, it's just bring me back onto the Greg's topic. <laughs> Come on, tell us. Tell oh, us yeah. more. Yeah, so on the way home was an after-jab treat. I thought I may as well break my Greg's virginity. You actually had a Greg? No, I didn't really, and I'll tell you for why I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, me and Luke spent the, last, like, the 20 minutes from where we I had my jab to Greg's, arguing about where Greg's would actually be. We got there, and there was like, this massive queue, and I couldn't wait in the queue because he was scheduled in for a kickabout. Oh, <laughs> kickabout could be postponed. I know, Greg was more important. So you got there, thought, yes, I'm nearly here, cheese and bacon twist, come on. Yeah. And then you saw the queue and Luke turned around. Yeah, he turned straight back around. Zoomed off in that purple car. Went to KFC and got some mini fillets. Oh, I wouldn't have moaned at that though. No, that's all right to be that's fair. That's a good choice. <laughs> that's a good option. When they said flu-like symptoms, it was really flu-like symptoms. I'm a bit nervous now. Uh, don't be, because it didn't hurt at all. And I slept, or I had a rubbish night's sleep, but... I slept through most of the worst of it. Mm, yeah, that's true. So if you time it right... Go for a PM appointment. <laughs> yeah, PM. I wonder what you were going to say then. Well, how come do you think you got called up for it then? Um, no, I'm not. I'm just amazing. She's said that, everyone. No, because I'm training to be a counsellor. 
they're considered healthcare oh, workers. Oh, I see. Okay. Much to a lot of people's dismay when I told them that. Um, Who's dismay? But you know, you've got to take take the advantage where you can, haven't oh, you? Yeah, 100%. Well, but you're going to be starting working with clients soon, aren't you, as a student oh, counsellor? Yes, this is she good news. She's had the news Marley. today. She did. She's just been told today that she can start working with clients. How exciting. I've got my so. interview probably in a couple of weeks, and then that'll be it. So exciting. Unleashed on the world. What else have we done in the last, since we did the last one, what was that, 10 days, two weeks ago? Um, let out to twerk. Oh, yeah, you did, yeah. I've got video evidence as well. If this podcast becomes big and we make, like, a Twitter handle or Absolutely. something, this video will make it onto the Twitter. Absolutely not. No one wants to see Peppa Pig trying to twerk. Marley said I look like a woman in labour. So, no one needs to see that. Good it was good. Yeah, it was good. Perfect, guys. We're, we're on about trying to learn the dance for the TikTok, you know, the my best friend and your best friend sitting by the fire. Oh, you got it. <laughs> so, Maybe yeah, don't was, sing. No, we won't sing. We don't need to <laughs> no, do that. I don't like the showman today. <laughs> we did a really good walk yesterday. Did, yeah. Walking at Robinsdale, our calves were absolutely burning, weren't Ripping they? in half, they felt like. It was, it was one point. I got up this hill, it was really steep, the, towards the top. I got her, turned around to see how she was getting on, and she's just walking backwards up this hill because her calves are burning. So she's decided to walk so backwards. Sore. It was. <laughs> just... I would have just crawled on the floor. Oh, Molly, it was so tough. Daniel was getting really shirty too. He was like, "Come on, don't stop. Rest Keep up here. Going. You can rest when you get to the top." Oh gosh, I know. It's because food was waiting at the top. Uh, we had, we had a yeah, well, oh no, disaster struck. So we start get going. I'm like, "So when we having the meal deal then, guys?" Because you know, and then we'll oh, wait till we get a bench and we'll halfway up, we'll sit and eat there. All right, great. We're about halfway up. I'm like, where's the, where's the bench then? <laughs> Daniel's like, oh, it's just round here. It's not far. And he's like, I can see the bench. I'm like, yes, I can see the bench. Like, we're quite steep at this point. Could do the sit down. <laughs> Two minutes later, he's like, someone's sat on the bench. I'm like, don't have me. It literally, just as we were approaching it, just went and sat down <coughs> on the bench. As we walked past them screaming. <laughs> <laughs> as we walked past, I literally glared at them. Like, Do you know what's in that rucksack? <laughs> then we are doing, we can't eat it now. <laughs> and yet, the next bit was the worst bit as well, yes, right? Like, the worst. steepest bit oh, as well. Where did you so, not only did we not have food, we were then. Yeah, it reaching the most steep bit. And then Daniel, I think, you know how he gets when he's not eaten? He was got to that point, so he was had no patience. Well, no, you get hungry. I do, yeah. Oh, yeah, I do get you, hungry. You get, you're probably the worst, I think, for being hungry. Do you think? Yeah, I don't, I don't. Yeah, I don't think he gets. Daniel's miserable all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Near enough, isn't he? So, like, it's no different to me. But you get hungry, don't you? I do get really angry. Yeah, I can't Gosh. talk to people. I get really irritable. We're back to food them. again, aren't we? Oh, you must really have your work cut out with you, for you, like. Hang around with those two. Uh, well, they're, they're like bipolar because they're either <laughs> like up here prattling around laughing about the most ridiculous things or they're both hilarious like miserable. Marley. They both think they're hilarious, generally. <laughs> oh, Marley, you'd find them funny. <laughs> There's one meme this week. Oh, I'm sure everyone loves to listen to this. There's one meme this week where when Heather Trot was in Big Brother and do you remember the lady that left her leopard print in Coronation Street? It was the lady behind the bar. What, Pat? No, no, this is in Coronation Street. Uh, I can't remember her name, but she's got the long, like, bleached blonde hair. She used to love to wear leopard print. She chucks a glass of water at the Heather Trot in Big Brother, but she's chucking it. She goes, shut up, shut up! (laughs) Have you never seen it? No. Daniel does a good impression. She's like, shut up, shut up! She loves this glass in her face. (laughs) It's It's like a growl. 
I'm going to have to show you after this, the actual meme. I'm very excited. But so Daniel had a little bit to drink on Friday night. Did he? He did. He had a few glasses of bubbles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, her. Um, what's her name? Uh, this is Coronation. I don't know. It's been a lot of our <laughs> isn't it? Come on. <laughs> uh, Bet Lynch, that's it. It was Bet Lynch, yeah. Julie Good. Shut up, shut up. So yeah, Dad had a few to drink on Friday, and people don't know Daniel, Daniel rarely drinks alcohol. So even if he has a few sips of anything, anything yeah. he goes high-pitched, <laughs> is a bit drunk. So we had a little bit of a tipsy Daniel on Friday doing this impression. And I, in the end, I had to say to, to them both, I genuinely have not got it in me to laugh anymore, so can you stop? Because <laughs> I can't laugh, everything was hurting. It was too much. It was a good impression though, wasn't it? He does a very good impression. You've got to find it. You've got it on there, haven't you? I have got it on there, yeah. We're the same, but <clears throat> yeah. You love a good meme, don't you, you two? Oh, gosh, have you ever seen the um, woman in Bristol where she gets interviewed about Prime Minister and she's like, oh, another one? Yeah. Weird as that just through natural oh, behaviour. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, I'm sure we've told it before. Another? You're joking. That is your. I feel like I say you're joking as part of my language, yeah, but yeah. not even part of the meme. <laughs> And then everyone's like, you're a joke. And Maria's like, ha ha, yeah, I was making a joke. Anyway, sorry everyone, we are on a bit of a up and down today. We're a bit hyper. Um, but we're moving on to our serious topic, I suppose. Uh, Ria drew out assumptions last week. So um, that's what we're going to talk about. Well, I think one for me is like assumptions about age. So I'm out of breath. Um so like especially at work, so I started in my job when I was seventeen. Um <coughs> and I probably didn't really <coughs> rack up much credibility until I was twenty two, twenty three. Um and people did always used to kind of dismiss me because of my age, thinking that I wouldn't be capable to do stuff, um, or wasn't really interested or anything like that, but actually I was really good at my job, um, and I think there is an assumption that because you are younger you wouldn't be good enough for something or capable enough to do something, um, and another age assumption is kind of around emotions, because I think recently I've had a conversation with someone older than me and they were talking to me about something and afterwards they said oh I didn't think you'd understand because of your age mm. um, so I think it's very easy to assume that just because you're younger you might not have been through something or you might not understand Are you allowed to say what that was about? Not like necessarily <coughs> specifically the subject but what, what did she think you wouldn't have an idea about? Um, she was talking about the breakdown of a relationship actually a divorce right. Right. Um, yeah and I just thought <laughs> It annoyed me, actually, because I thought, you don't really know much about me, so you have no idea mm-hmm. what I would understand and what I wouldn't. But also, I don't <clears> think <throat> that you need to be through an, an experience to be able to, like, the same experience to be able to rate, relate to someone relate, yeah. um, or resonate with someone. Mm-hmm. Um, you can just literally be there to listen. And, like, you may have had a similar feeling around something similar. Um, and now I feel like I'm off. <laughs> No, I feel like age-related assumptions is quite big, especially for probably, like, Lee, you might have known, but from my experience as Marley, you probably experienced it too, is the amount of people, because of our age, will say, oh, are you getting married anytime soon? Oh. Or, oh, when are you going to, you'll be having kids next. And it's because we're that age, like mid-twenties or late-twenties, where everyone will automatically, oh, 
you know, like when you get married or when you're having kids and it's like, you don't understand, you, they don't know maybe what you've gone through to, it could be quite a trigger for someone to just come out and say, oh, when are you having kids when no one knows hmm. what they're, they could have been trying for years and years but actually can't. I've or got, I had a client the other day who was talking about that, like they're trying and they're probably going to have to go down IVF, hmm. the IVF route, and she constantly gets asked when are they going to have kids, you know, and like obviously every time she has to like put on this brave face, but yeah. they don't know that. So yeah, it is a bit of a... Like you, yeah, and it, but and it's too easy, I think, to like. I understand why because that is the time where people mainly have babies mm-hmm. and they set up, you know, a family life. But yeah, it. I, I think people underestimate how just even that sentence, like, it's just a throwaway question, but mm-hmm. it's not. They underestimate how much it's not <clears throat> just a throwaway thing. But I think, like, even like for me, like, I'm 35, and I, I don't know whether it's because of the world that we are brought up in but even me like I, I automatically go well, this is where I should be right now mm. I should have had a child by now you know because I want to be a dad and you know yeah and I always I was ready to be a dad at 22 so it's even I understand why people out um out there might be asking me those questions because I'm doing it to myself and I don't know how much of that is just you know because it makes sense to be asking myself those questions now or how much of that has been embedded in us because social that's norm. expected yeah it becomes a social norm doesn't it yeah i think as well it devalidates the person's feelings because i don't want kids i'm quite open about that mm. and i feel quite comfortable in that decision um but a lot of people are like oh well, you're only 26 give it a few more years mm, and you'll yeah. want kids that must infuriate you yeah because i just think why do i have to want kids yeah when i know that i don't know every <clears throat> and this has happened since my early 20s that oh well, you're only 20 wait until you're 25 and now I'm 26, almost 27. It's like, oh, we'll wait until your 30s. Mm-hmm. And I just think, you're not listening to me. <laughs> you're assuming that because I am the age that I am, I am going to change my mind. Yeah. <clears throat> maybe I will, maybe I won't. I don't know, but I don't think that's reflective of age. No, but and also it's more like when they say, you'll change your mind. Like yeah, they're yeah, telling you that's what yeah, will happen. That would yeah, that would And you might do. You generally yeah. might get to mid-30s and think, okay, yeah, all right, let's give it a go. Or let's, you know, I really want one. But right now, they're missing the point that you're saying, I do not want kids. Yeah. Yeah. In my head right now, that is where I stand. Mm. You know, and they kind of dismiss that because they know better. And, yeah, that must be quite... Like, I've, I've been sat next to you and some people have been digging. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, that, that must infuriate you sometimes. I think, like, some people I expect it from... Um, I know, see, your mum desperately wants us to have kids, yeah, my, and that's fine. My mum is <laughs> devastated, because <laughs> she's got one gay kid, and I still don't have one, obviously, and then Luke and Marley are the other ones that, Gemma's given her three, Yeah, and then none, none of the other three kids have given her a child, Yeah. so her hopes were on Luke and Marley, and now neither of them want kids. No. I do understand, I know, obviously, it's, she really wants some more grandchildren, I understand that that would be really nice, but... It's more like people who, like people I don't really know, or people who've got kids, and they're like, oh, look at this. And do you know what? I've not heard one good story about someone having a kid. (laughs) (laughs) Sleepless nights, they steal your food, got to sit on the toilet, eat your bloody biscuits. Expensive. (laughs) Expensive. Yeah. Yeah, you you two got enough with your dogs. Yeah, that's my kids. (laughs) 
And it really is as well. Like, yeah, they you two are, are proper like sickening. You know, when have you ever seen that talking of memes? There's that meme of like when the people go to say goodbye to their dogs and they're like tongue kissing their dogs. Don't you've ever seen it? Not that we tongue kiss our dogs, but <laughs> that is the deep connection of love that we have. <laughs> so yeah, it it must like we're in a similar age bracket. Mm. So Lee's top know, end of the bracket. I am top end of that. So I'm I'm thirty five. You're twenty six. And 28 28 so you know and it it is interesting it like where we probably constantly get people like oh so have, mm-hmm. you, have you got your own home have mm-hmm. you own babies yeah. what are you doing in your career you know so actually we're expected at this moment to kind of have the answers to have settled down or whatever you know so yeah it is an interesting I do think we're time. as a t- as a generation like our generation is better I think it's like our parents mm. upwards that are quite not forceful but Oh, when you like my nan is the worst and being like, when are you having kids or oh, do you have a kid by now or are you gonna get married? When are you gonna get married? Um, whereas our generation is is much more go with the flow or. Mm. It's interesting, like watching the generation because obviously we're alive for that kind of generation switch, and I I know that like, I expect every generation moves, but our grandparents are the ones that were like, this is a woman's role, this is a man's yeah. role, yeah. and then like, our parents were probably where you know women were going out to work a little bit more, yeah. but there was still kind of the woman's role to be mm-hmm. at home and do that sort of stuff, and then you've got our generation which are a bit more like, no, things should be equal. Yeah. So it is interesting, kind of still being a part of that world where we're trying to go, no, no, this is what we want to do as our generation and you've got the people above that can understand it but they're still set in their ways yeah. because it's very very automatic to them isn't it <clears throat> yeah yeah um but yeah yeah i think these like all assumptions are dangerous anyway possibly damaging but age assumptions as well are quite damaging like i've got friends who are my age who haven't had a long-term relationship or even like losing your virginity is such a big deal you should have lost it by this age or Mm. whatever and if you haven't what does that say about you so I think we should just assume less (laughs) we're all on our own little path I think we should I completely agree I think we're in a generation as we just said where there are less assumptions Mm. but I do I do still assume like wrongly and I catch myself doing like we did yesterday like when we were out walking and see a group of young boys and then assume rightly or wrongly what they would be like. Like I did say to Lee, like if I was walking around on my own, I would generally feel a bit, um, what's the word? So not threatened, but a bit more vulnerable. cautious. Yeah, vulnerable with them because there was quite a lot of them. They were kind of what 15, 16 with bikes. I would be a bit cautious walking around them. Why? Why would I make that assumption? But yeah, funnily enough. Is that are you one of the ones that I said they they yeah. come across? I said I've just made an assumption about them because I knew we were going to talk about this today. And mine was that they were nice boys. Yeah, really. Because they all looked they looked a bit you know they've got their mopeds they looked a bit almost dorky, but nice and like they looked <laughs> like they cared about each other. So I was like I assume that they're nice and they might not be they might be complete dickheads you know <laughs> but um, yeah yours is just interesting isn't it, looking at it from that like we looked at the same group of kids yeah. walked through the <clears> same group of kids. And both had completely different assumptions. Um, mm, what does that say about us? Well, but like I'm a I'm a grown man, bigger, mm. um, you know. Whereas you're a shorter woman. Um, they were short, didn't they? Yeah. Well, but, but I mean, like, <laughs> no, even that, like, yeah. like, that comes into play. Yeah. Like, if you're walking yeah. through a group of yeah. tall, fifteen, sixteen-year-old boys, yeah, you know that that's going to come into play. Yeah. So um, the media has a big put, like fact factor to play on your assumptions as well because without you knowing you are being 
um, subconsciously fed and reading all of these messages that then you're it's affecting your life like I've got no reason to be threatened by a group of 15 16 year old boys I've got nothing's happened to me thank god for people like you went that to an age. all boys school didn't you, you? like for grammar school, uh, yeah. for sixth form yeah so I've got no reason to feel threatened um but it's things you read on the media and things you see on social media about things that might have happened to people is why you have that little bit of a mm-hmm. an assumption and maybe a bit of a worry yeah I think that whenever I see like a group of kids like in a group I just always think they're a bunch of dickheads. <laughs> 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 like, but do you know what? It really takes me back to like being a child because like, mm. if I see like a group of girls on their own, I think, oh my gosh, they're like mocking my clothes. Yeah. <laughs> or I, like I definitely I groups of boys and stuff. I just always feel like intimidated more than anything, which is so wrong because, I mean, I was a kid that hung around sometimes in groups of people and like we never did anything or I know why why do we have this like fear of like why do we have that assumption when we've never had any experience to validate or yeah have that um assumption is true but mm-hmm. it's be- well surely it's because like <clears throat> everything that we see on television it's normally bad news isn't it so actually like yeah. if you're going to see something about groups on television <laughs> it's normally like a group have done you know they've robbed somebody or you know so actually you never turn on the news and there's well this group did something really lovely today they stayed in their neighborhood and was just pleasant you know i know that's never gonna happen but you don't ever turn on the news and yeah assume groups are gonna be you know really pleasant you just because that's what we hear about is the the negative negative, don't we (coughs) with everything but yeah it is interesting i suppose I, i suppose it'd be interesting as well just on age like as we go older, what would be the assumption? So actually, obviously, we're in, like we said earlier, we're in that period of life where, you know, settling down, maybe starting a family, all that sort of, so it's assumed that. But then when we get into our 40s or early 50s, um, uh, it would be interesting to, what's, what's the assumptions then? Yeah, I think, yeah, that's a very good point, actually, because we've obviously, in that age now where we're assumed to get married and have children, but actually no one's lived through, or no one, it's not, wasn't the social norm for people to live through their late 30s and 40s without being married or without having kids. So yeah, you're right, what then becomes the mm. assumption then? What's the assumption now, I suppose, on the people above us? That they're going to get divorced. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> probably is. But I suppose they've got their life together. Yeah, yeah I suppose that like they're established mm. in their careers, or they should, like, yeah. they own their own home, Yeah. you know, um... Did anyone else have that thing? Like when I was in school, I used to think by twenty three, I'll have my own home and my own car, have a good job, yeah, maybe have a baby on the way, and then I was twenty three, going out every weekend, losing my driving <laughs> license, losing your passport, driving license, keys. <laughs> I think you always have that moment. I think like a lot of my friends around like twenty twenty one, we all like questioned what we were doing with our life, mm. and now I look back to like twenty twenty one, I think, gosh. I wish I was now carefree, not really any pressure. So I think you hit a certain age and there is pressure to be. Would you go back? I feel like 2021, yeah. 21 was like my favourite age. Really? Mm. I see, I don't think I'd go back. I was messed up as fudge. (laughs) (laughs) But I think for me at that age, because I'd been through a lot of bad, Mm. and at that age I'd had freedom. So like 21 was like, yeah. You're living your best life. Yeah, it was. And then I was like, feeling 22. Oh, enough of that, Molly. <laughs> 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 We've got enough We're not going to be starting a band anytime soon. <laughs> Shut your face. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think the thing about going back, I don't think I'd go back to an age at all. But then I, in the other breath, I do think 
God, why have I not got more of my shit together at this age? Yeah, I was thinking about, I was on a walk the other day and I was thinking, like, again, I, I'm having this a lot at the moment. Like, I'm 35 and I, I don't feel like I've got my crap together because, like, obviously, again, I'm having to kind of rebuild my life and I still don't have a child. I'm going to be moving into my own home again at some point in the next coming months, you know, and my career's, yes, now I've been in it a couple of years, so thank God that that's settled. But actually, I feel something in my head tells me I should have done this, like, eight years ago mm-hmm. so the fact that I'm 35 by the time I meet somebody new now and by the time I settle down and we look at having kids like I'm going to be nearly 40 mm-hmm. now I know there might be people <clears throat> listening to this that had children that late or in their early and I've got friends who have had children in their early 40s and they're perfectly happy but yeah you know you said a minute ago about did you picture when you were 23 this was gonna I think that's mm-hmm. my thing is I pictured that like mm-hmm. I was going to be married at 22 have a child at 23 24 then my second one probably a couple of years later mm-hmm. Um, do you not think that's more about um, <clears throat> what you value to be important because as I'm sat here listening to you two I don't really feel like I should be any further forward than I am like I don't feel like I'm not accomplishing you feel content with where yeah, you are yeah I do, I don't feel like I should be at any different point maybe that's because I'm studying and working towards a career so mm-hmm. I'm still working towards that so you never had it because you're 26 yeah so you never had it where you actually maybe you should have done this study in three year, four years ago no because it wouldn't have been practical then but obviously i've had a <laughs> colorful life yeah um so i think for me now from an age perspective i guess i feel a bit like i'm 16 18 like starting all over again so i guess by the time i'm like 30 30 then like maybe I have some expectations of that age but not right now yeah and also I think even with the career obviously you're training to be a counsellor you can't you can't do that at 21 22 they won't let you you have to have had some sort of life experience mm-hmm. so uh, yeah so you wouldn't have been able to anyway yeah not that you knew that was what you wanted to do at that point <laughs> no. but yeah so that's, yeah strange isn't it mm. but I definitely feel like I'm like 10 years behind where I should be and, should be to who though time is running own... in my head i've got this constant feeling that time is running out mm-hmm. like i'm if i'm not careful i'm going to be doing things way too late and then life is going to be that much harder because i'll be in a, an older man doing things that you know 10 years behind everybody else i do get that fear i think that things can change on a whim mm. i think at this pandemic perfect example like january we're all thinking, oh, we're going to do this this year, and then mm. by March, just like, oh, wait, <laughs> you're doing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Stay in the house, make that banana bread. Um, <laughs> and that just shows you like, how quickly things can change. Um, so I think I always keep that in the back of my mind. If I do worry, I just try and remind myself, like, anything can happen at any moment. No, yeah, that is true. But I do understand your point in that you've got times running away with you, because I do feel like, especially this year, it's probably... Um, put more emphasis on that point because we've lost a whole year like yeah. what's happened in that year yeah nothing just stayed at home like i said baked banana bread um so yeah no i do completely get that but then i also think what is driving me to feel think time is running away with me i guess it's different for women as well because you think oh your biological clock like mm-hmm. you know by the time you hit 25 your chances are 
less than that. Well, and you've got Mr. Pessimistic up here. <laughs> Daniel's constantly reminds us, we're dying. You know, yeah. Once you reach 22, you're dying. And Daniel Coxie <laughs> says to me, have you thought about freezing your eggs? Well, Daniel, I mean, we've got all the money like Kim K to go freeze my eggs. Gosh, maybe that's the problem. Maybe it's the importance of people in your life. Mm. Oh, Relating back to a different podcast that we might. <laughs> yeah. But no, I think for women, I think that, because I was think, trying to think then, what is it that I put that stress on my life for? Is it me putting that stress to think, oh, time is running out? Or is it just society and... And biologically. But actually, I think may, the main thing for me is I'm quite comfortable to have kids at 32, 33. I don't feel like I'm too old at that point. But it's the biological worry for me that think, oh, what if I can't at that point? And I've wasted this time when I should have been trying yeah. now. And then realise I can't. And then I've got longer to explore IVF or things like that. That's probably my worry. Yeah. And then worry doesn't help anything, does it? Because the more you worry, the more you stress. Worry is like a rocking chair. Oh. Gives you something to do, but gets you nowhere. Oh, oh I, I like that. that. <laughs> oh, I want that on my wall. Oh, no, don't. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so, go on. Go on. I was just going to say, um, you had some things you wanted to bring. Yeah, but I was going to do <clears> on yours. You were talking about um, gender assumptions. I know we've kind of touched on that a little bit in this, but um, you were telling me the other day about your meeting that you had, your Zoom meeting. Yeah, so it was quite a big, I still get a little bit, um, blown away is a big word, but a little bit like, oh, hang on, we're like, take, like, take stock here, take check, because there's still, like, within the corporate world, it's still quite men-heavy, that they're still in big positions or in leadership roles, it's quite, there is more men in within that role, so when I'm going into a meeting to present or to be listened to, or I still get a little bit of doubt, like, people are going to be thinking, she's only in her 20s, what's she talking about? So I get a little bit of, um, I feel a little bit proud sometimes when I'm like, oh, I am representing someone of my age and a woman within a meet- within that sort of setting, within a corporate world, and it's all, like, you know, bullshit men <laughs> play the rugby <laughs> and football. But at the same time, a little, I do then get a little bit of doubt, like, oh, do I actually know what I'm talking about? Do you think, actually, then, like, going on with the topic that we're doing, do you think part of that doubt is because of the assumptions that you make mm. that, actually, men are more likely to be more... Probably. Um, I suppose, in powerful positions, they're probably likely to know more. So it, so that doubt that comes in, yes, obviously, we've got the society thing with that, but do you think, like, if you walked into a room... Actually, this is just a question. If you walked into a room and it was just a boardroom of women or a boardroom of men... Who would you have more confidence in? Do you know, though, the funny you say yeah. that, if I thought of a boardroom of women, I'd absolutely poo my pants. Mm. I'd much prefer the men. <laughs> so that sounds awful. But who would you I'm have more you, confidence though. in that the job would get done properly? Yeah, 100%. What, in men? No, women. You'd get. See, you'd have more confidence that the yeah. job would be more... Sorry, good. guys. <laughs> but I would feel... Yeah, so I'd feel more nervous about going to a boardroom full of um, successful women in high, like, high roles. I'd feel really nervous because the reason for that is the people the women I know in high roles like that absolutely know their shit and will ask you questions to the nth detail and are all over it and get get shit done they're the type of women I know within my job like they're very independent powerful get stuff done where I'm not saying the men are not because that's not the case at all but um I would feel I don't even know how to word this I would definitely feel less concerned about going into a room full of men to present I suppose actually sorry I was gonna say I suppose it's quite interesting like if I think about the powerful men and the powerful women that I know like especially like in business or I suppose even teachers and things like that 
the the women you're you're probably more likely to have a consistency that women are actually strong if they're in that position they're in it for a reason mm. because they probably have to work bloody hard for it as That's well very true, yeah. whereas men you've got Fell some really it. powerful men but also you've got some quite flaky men that have fell into those positions. Mm. So we've probably seen that men can be a bit flaky, whereas women often... I don't know, that's my assumption. No, that's probably, probably a very good but point. But actually, I'm just thinking about the powerful women that I know. They've worked bloody hard. So I, I would probably have more confidence that if I needed a job done, yeah, I'd probably go to a room full of women rather than a room full of men if that was my only choices. Um, yeah, it's yeah. probably a good point, actually, you're right, because for the women to be in those positions now, they probably did have to work bloody hard to get there because they had to overcome a lot of assumptions from the men in those roles that they could do that job and they were, they would be good at it. But, and also, we've had conversations with people that are, you know, that say if they run a business, that especially women your age, that they'd probably be reluctant to hire because you are going to be going off doing a family yeah. and things, yeah. you know, and you're, or you're going to be preoccupied with getting married or, you know, mm. things like that. Um, well, that was an assumption as well, like the man won't get preoccupied <laughs> yeah. with getting married, but the woman <clears> will. Going off for them and paternity leave rather yeah. than the woman. You know, so actually it's, um, yeah, we've had, that, I find that sad that some people would get completely overlooked because it's assumed Whereas, like you're saying, you don't want to have a family and things like that, so actually yeah. you'd be all right. Yeah, but yeah, somebody might look at your thing and your age and go, no, she's 23, and she's probably going to be able to have a baby Be soon. completely honest and open, that isn't the that I would think of. I would assume that. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're now in a bit more of a leader position as well, aren't you? I'm wondering, because I know I do this, do you hide behind assumptions? So I think if I'm in a boardroom full of women, I would be thinking I've got nowhere to hide. Mm-hmm. Like, men automatically... In, as an assumption <laughs> but I feel that men think oh we'll give her a helping hand like that'll be fine so you can sort of hide behind that if you are not feeling like bringing it today whereas if you're in a room full of women you've all had to face the same thing mm. and you've all got to bring it like there's no allowances do you understand what I'm trying to say no, yeah 100% yeah I do there is less hiding yeah no I do get that because I think at work like there's been times in the past where I have like been let off things because I am like like someone once said to me it's hard to tell me off because I look like a little rabbit caught in the headlights mm-hmm. and I think because I am just a little person <laughs> little woman yeah and I do probably get let off more things than my male counterpart yeah. and I do embrace that sometimes yeah I think as well with the with the room full of women thing I think women I went to a girls school up until sixth form and girls can be incredibly bitchy mm. and clicky and I think that is still a thing within the office world now like women are you still get very you still get clicks within the workplace and I think women are the worst at it for men men are much more easy going much more easier to get along with than women so if you're in there and someone takes a dislike to you mm. that sort of even if you even if you're you're they you threaten them because you're good at your job or there's only takes one person to turn against you and then that whole group potentially could turn against you completely whereas I feel like men are less likely to even think like that so there's a lot more at risk by going in I think of anyway if I'm going into a room full of women mm. even as well like there's the I don't know if this is sort of assumptions but the gender role is if I go into a meeting I feel like I need to go in with my makeup on and my hair done, so I look more professional, more presentable. Mm. Whereas I shouldn't have to feel like that. Whereas if I went to room for women, I just turned up like I look now, <laughs> no makeup, just come out of the shower. Um, they'd be like, 
what the hell does she look like? She looks like a stage, she's not professional, she's not, you know, mm. she's not going to have her shit together. Um, and it's quite sad, really, that I feel like I should have to have my makeup on, have my hair done, mm. to make myself come across as somebody who doesn't know what I'm talking about. Mm. I think as well, for me, like my experiences at work, if a woman has a problem with you, you're more likely to be on that hit list. Um, I've never had that experience with a man, so like if a woman takes a disliking to you, like that's it. You're gonna 100%. get yeah, you're gonna get all the worst jobs or the least. Like, I, do you know what it is? I think with women, there's a definite kind of uh, I experienced this and I dealt with it really fine. So why aren't you? Mm. Like even women stent other women's emotions and mental health, like in a bad way. I think. So do you think? Interestingly, because obviously, I suppose as a society, and again another assumption, we assume that women are more compassionate. But actually, the thing that you're talking about is kind of in business or kind of in the workplace, women are probably less likely to mm. be compassionate than what men are. I feel. Like, I yeah. feel like I completely get Marla's point, and I think if you're if a woman takes a dislike to you, they could be like a dog with the bone, and that's it. You're in for it for your whole career because they're just they've just got that opinion against you now but on the different side in the the job that I'm in now I've never worked anywhere where I've had so much support around me and yeah. so much support from women they literally women. love you don't they <laughs> <laughs> literally all the time like, the amount of times I get a text and there's like another another nice compliment another not award even, not even in terms of compliments but just genuine support like I yeah. never feel like I'm on my own like my manager is a woman I feel like I can go to her with anything um, everyone even the women around that I'm working with they're I've not experienced the whole dog with a bone thing, and if you say if you've done something wrong, then that's it, you're in for it. Um, but I've definitely experienced it in other workplaces where, yeah, if someone doesn't like you, there's catty comments mm. and picking um, errors within your work just because probably for the sake of it, they're on the look for something that you've done wrong. And I definitely think that comes more from women than men. I just don't think men have got the time for it. Women are a yeah. lot more like to. I don't think I don't want to sound this awful, but women are more clever in manipulating, I think, mm. and will do everything they can to make that other person feel But bad. I also agree, like, I, I used to work with teenagers, and I used to work with 90% boys and 10% girls, but the girls were hard work because they held on to things so much longer, <laughs> and even, like, if they, like, I used to do with them, the behaviour side of things, and, like, if a boy was sent out of class... They'd be like, I'd be like, why have you been sent out of class? Well, I told the teacher he's a dickhead. You know, like, they'll tell you straight away, they haven't got time for it, you know, crack on. Whereas if a girl comes out, they'd be like, well, I was sat there doing my work really well, and the teacher just started shouting at me for no reason. And then they hate that teacher for the rest of the term. So there's constant then issues after that. Whereas boys are just like, yeah, whatever. And, that, like, I know that's, uh, I'm generalising there, but actually yeah, that mm. was what I found in the nine years that I was there. Mm you know, that 10% of the girls that you ended up dealing with the same drama kind of over and over again because they do hold on to things. Mm. I suppose that you, you made a point earlier about maybe women are a bit more emotional, mm. you know, and that's probably where that comes from, whereas boys... And, that, and that's interesting where that comes from because we're not born like that. We're obviously mm. kind of um, shown that as we get, we get older. But boys do have this kind of ability more often than not to be able to just kind of... Let go. Uh, whatever. I'm saying that just as I'm thinking... But now, later on in life, and obviously with all this mental health thing, I'm seeing a lot of men come in that have so much bottled up stuff. Mm. Um, actually, yeah, so where they're just letting it go, or they actually just letting yeah. it go. Mm. Yeah. It's sad, really, because I was speaking to someone last week at work, and he was telling me how down he felt and all that sort of stuff. 
and um, we'd like had this conversation many times and he said about um i said to him had he thought about speaking to someone and he's like oh no i'm just a man like we just get on with it i can't be doing that i can't believe people still i know that's so sad <laughs> how old is he <laughs> almost 40. right and there, that's like a dangerous age as well i suppose for men um but yeah it just it is amazing that still like i love it like with my client list, I probably see, I'm, I reckon I'm probably about nearly 50-50 men and women, which, like, I think is great. Mm. Like, and I've, I've probably, I was thinking about this morning, I've probably got about five or six under 18 males. That's good. That, you know, that I talk to, which is, which is great. But, um, yeah, it is, we're still trying to undo this stuff between I think we've made massive females. leaps though oh, big time yeah even if you think the past five years gosh mental health has become such a forefront and especially in like workplaces and in schools mental health is becoming more of a focal point and a discussion point than it ever ever has been yeah and I, like I think that's why you know obviously people listen to this unless you've watched it like well, no but I did a video the other day and I think that's why like I hark on about it all the time about how important it is to just talk about this stuff because we've got to break down the assumptions that come with it the generalizations that come with it you know the um the gender crap that comes with it that you just need to talk because mm. like yeah things are a bit mad and the response that i've had to that vi the, that video has just been incredible mm. like already like it's been two days and it's got like two thousand views already some of the comments that i've had especially privately people who don't even know me messaging like yeah we do need to talk a little just break down all the labeling shite and just talk mm -hmm. um, I'm wondering actually just as we're doing like I know last time we picked I'm wondering because we should be coming towards an end soon like now we'll feel like I'm in a session and we're coming to the end <laughs> um, but I'm wondering actually whether this is what we just talk about next time we, mm. we carry on with assumptions because one of the things I wanted to talk about um, but it probably shows how big a topic this whole assumptions thing is but was about depression as a weakness mm -hmm. and assuming about the assumptions that we make about mental health. So actually, I wonder whether the next one we we just talk about mental health yeah. and um, things like that. Are you up for that? Yeah, yeah, yeah sounds good. Um, so yeah, on that note, I'll save what I was going to say. <laughs> um, us towards the end of this podcast, but. I suppose, got any plans now? What are we doing for the rest of the day, coming days? Um, eat loads of snacks when I get home and watch Line of Duty. Yes, Line of Duty is back tonight. Line of Duty. They better give us some flipping answers, I'm telling you. If they you get now. through this series and we still don't know, is it H? Yeah. If we still don't know who Blimmin' yeah, H is. We don't know who that is, do we? I will, I will flip the lid. <laughs> they can't drag it out for another series after this, surely. And are those who are going to get it on like Donkey Kong or what? <laughs> <laughs> the main two. Yeah, come on. I love the man in this. Do you? Yeah, I don't know why. Do you, you prefer know. him with this accent or a Scottish accent? Mm, this one, I have to say. Scottish. No, no, not Scottish. Do you prefer the Scottish? I love a Scottish accent. Do you? Yeah. Mm, Rebel without falls. <laughs> what does that mean? What? A rebel without a cause. Can you tell me what that means, please? Break I don't really know. Just about fitting for <laughs> that moment. Who is like um just on that? Who's your like weird crush? Oh, oh you oh. other fluffers. Here we go, Marley. I think Marley's got the best one. Uh, it's Nick Nolan. <laughs> <laughs> You've heard it to the nation. I don't know. I just do. Like he was. Oh my gosh, he was in Tesco about nine months ago, and I wanted to die. Everyone's like, go up to him, go up to him. I was like, can't do it. So I was just stood at the end of the aisle, like creeping on him. He probably thought he was that weird girl. 
<laughs> I can't believe you missed your chance. I know. He was in missed your place for of what? work. <laughs> yeah. To go meet him. Oh, right, okay. He's with his missus, I think, or his sister. Missus. Yeah, but you're not like jumping on him no. and saying, I want your babies. I wouldn't have been just... able to speak to him. She doesn't want babies. I'd have been like, oh, Yeah, yeah I'd have <laughs> <laughs> <I'd> been like, <laughs> And then I'd have walked away. That would have been it. So you had the chance to meet your thing, though. Yeah. And I fluffed it. You were going to get no closer. I know. I literally was like, very, like, you know, I could see him, he could see me. But that, like, so my question, I suppose, was your weird crush, but that's your normal crush, isn't it? Like, you actually quite like him. Yeah, he's a bit of a right. Yeah, but I see what she means in weird, because he's sneaking old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he's not listening one day. <laughs> if you are, uh, hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who mine is. My weird one. No, my one at the moment. I just can't get enough of Jamie Dornan. But I would say that's he's... not a bloody weird. No, no but, but we the... quite like him, don't we? Yeah. Oh. But in the fall, he is weird. He's a flipping serial killer. We said, didn't it? Like how many? Like but he's there's not many people the out there fall. that can carry a dead naked no. woman, and he still looks beautiful. Yeah. I think I like him more in the fall, like murdering people. Painting their nails. Yeah. Do you know that scene really stressed me out because, <laughs> like. Oh, it's all dripping. <laughs> Too much on the brush. <laughs> Not People said doing it properly. <laughs> the dead body doesn't matter. Yeah, get those nails right. Right, <laughs> <laughs> weird one then. I don't know if I have one. I don't think I have a. I mean, I think Nick Knowles is topping it. I'm sorry, I'm laughing because I asked my friends this question. And my one friend was like, oh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And then all of a sudden it was just like, David Abra. <laughs> Is that a real life one? Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know who mine is. I'm trying to think of anybody like... Have I said anyone to you when you're like... No, that's what I'm trying to think. So basically um, we're establishing that this whole exercise was to just out me. Yeah. And my crush against my Yeah, I think we should just leave it at that, to be I fair. I think we should. But, right. Thank you to Marley. Thank you to Nick Knowles for making an appearance. Grant, if you're listening. <laughs> Hey, Greg's as well, if you're still listening and want to send us a pasty or two. Um, but Hashtag yeah. ad. So next time we'll talk about a little bit more about mental health, and I'm sure there'll be lots of giggles and silliness. And hopefully a Greg. And hopefully, hopefully a Greg. Greg's. Yeah, we need to sort that out. Yeah. We definitely need to. Right, thank you very much, Bye, Pete. everyone. Oh, no, not Pete. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Um, we hope you've enjoyed this one as much as we've enjoyed making it. Um, now, what we've done is we've set up an Instagram. So is it really worth talking about Instagram? And we've got an email address. Is it really worth talking about at Outlook.com? We want to interact with you as much as possible. We want you to talk to us, ask us questions, tell us stories. And you never know, we will put it on the pod. Uh, we might put it on the pod. But please feel free to get in contact with us. Obviously, next week is mental health assumptions. So if you've got anything that you want to ask or any stories that you've got, uh, want to tell, let us know and we might be able to put it in the pod. Um, we obviously want to reach as many people as possible as well. So please talk about us or share the pod. And definitely, 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 please click, uh, click follow on Spotify or Instagram. But thanks again for listening and uh, take care.